This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I love the plus 280 money line as well, and hopefully it comes through. <laughs> Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a football Friday. We'll get back to the NFL. A lot to do. Contest pick, Survivor, and every week three game to come. And Patrick Everson, Leonard Show. But right now, we're joined by Pam Maldonado. You just heard her voice. She's from Yahoo Sports, Stack of Stats podcast. She joined us and gave out the Kansas upset pick. So props for that. We'll get to your upset pick uh, for this week in a bit. But let's run through some games here, Pam. Welcome back to the show. Kansas State, Oklahoma. Maybe a look-ahead spot. Wildcats caught looking ahead last week. What do you think about this matchup? The Big 12 has been interesting to me all year. I, I, I like this Kansas State team. I think Kleiman's a good coach. Kansas State at Oklahoma. Do you give the Wildcats a chance here in this one, or is this or is this an Oklahoma spot? I am still giving Kansas State plus 13. The line is now 12 and a half. I mean, I'm still giving the Wildcats a chance here, not only at the cover, but at an upset over Oklahoma. And there's a couple of reasons for this. I do wish for one that Kansas State people are going to recognize that, yes, they lost last week to Tulane. That was a look ahead spot. I really wish they didn't lose. That is my one concern because I was also on Minnesota last week and I laid off on them. Um, At least I didn't bet a full unit because they were also in a look ahead spot to Michigan State. But Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, they still romped their opposition in Colorado. So I don't necessarily believe in those types of narratives. Maybe they were looking ahead. Maybe they kind of just let their foot off the gas for the week in preparation for this week. It's a new week, and I have to go with what I have. And what I have is K-State is a very good offense. You have Adrian Martinez, who just played Oklahoma last year, nearly pulled off the upset with a much worse team in Nebraska. And this Oklahoma rushing defense, it barely breaks the top 50, having not faced top 50 rushing offenses in UTEP and in Kent State. And Nebraska is just outside of the top 50. K-State is a team that can absolutely run the ball, control the clock, control the tempo against this Oklahoma defense. This is going to be the biggest test for the Oklahoma defense. And Adrian Martinez, I still believe in his capabilities as a quarterback. And you tie him in with Deuce Vaughn, the running back, behind a really good offensive line. Um, So the big question is going to be, can the K-State defense control Dylan Gabriel, who's looking pretty solid as a quarterback? I believe they can. They control the pace control the clock i like i was gonna say nebraska i like k-state <laughs> grabbing the points and i would even honestly i'm gonna because of how they played last week that maybe that tells me that they were pulling everything into this week plus 370 on the money line i would probably do like a quarter a small small wager on that um but i like them to definitely keep this close yeah don't say you like nebraska in anything Oh, God, that is just a disaster. <laughs> disaster. 
All right, Florida, Tennessee. This is going to be a lot of fun. I didn't think this was going to get to double digits. We passed the 10. We're at 10 and a half. It's tough to vol the, to uh, ding the vols the way they've looked at home. Uh, Gators with their first road test of the season. What do you think about Florida at Tennessee tomorrow afternoon? Is this going to be fun? I'm really not sure. That, I think I don't so. Really share this, I don't share the same sentiment. I like the under. The total right now is 63, and I mm. like the under in this game because if you're looking to an over, you need both teams to be able to put up points. Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson, I was high on him last year. He showed sparks of maybe a Heisman potential, and then he was still a backup. This week, week one, he kind of really surprised, and all of that Heisman talk was kind of back in the mix. Week one against mm -hmm. Utah, 100 rushing yards, three ground scores. But what has he done since? 28 combined rushing yards, has yet in three games to throw a touchdown pass. He has two interceptions and 53% completion. I mean, the most yards that he's thrown has been 168. So if you are a one-dimensional offense in the run game, you become really easy to defend. And this Florida defense, it is looking pretty good. I'm actually surprised um, that they held both Utah and Kentucky to about 200 passing yards. They really have a solid secondary. So if Tennessee can get the passing game going, well, they themselves can run the ball with Jalen Wright, who is a solid running back, two games of at least 88 rushing yards. So I have one team that doesn't really have a quarterback that can do much as a quarterback against a Tennessee offense that can definitely run the ball. I like the under in this matchup more the would lean more towards Tennessee covering the minus 10 and a half. Cause I'm not yet impressed with what I'm seeing from Richardson. What about the three and O Maryland Terps um, on the road to a pretty big home favorite here in Michigan. Do you think the Terps can keep it close or is this just all Michigan? I would look more so to the over in this matchup because we know that Michigan is going to be able to pull up points. Maryland has one of the worst defenses in the FBS, but they themselves have a really good quarterback, um, a really good passing game. And it's something that they've had in the last two seasons. It's not a surprise to see them doing well with Tua's brother, um, Tungra. Always butcher their last names, tongue of Aloha. Um, but I would imagine that this is going to be an offense that can probably put up maybe a couple of touchdowns, and Michigan's going to score at will. Give me the over instead. Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sportsbook, joining us here talking college football for week four. Pam, is this the first real test for USC? I, I didn't think they'd jump out the gate this well, you know, with Lincoln Riley there. I thought it would take a little time. It hasn't. They've been great. But now they go to Oregon State. The total in this game is really high. People are thinking maybe Oregon State could keep them close. You know, is this a game? Is this a real test? What do you think about this Oregon State team in this matchup against USC? There's a lot of love coming in for the Oregon State Beavers. The line opened six and a half. It's now ticked down to five and a half. To me, that tells me there's value now grabbing USC. The Beavers, however, yeah, it's it's worth noting eight and four against the spread as an underdog since 2020. Four and two against the spread as a home underdog in that same time. So perhaps that's where all the money is, all the love is coming into. But you have two teams who are both balanced offenses. And the reason why I lean to USC is because they are a top 20 offense in, in Caleb Williams. Eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, despite having seven sacks. And Oregon State just gave up 492 yards of total offense to Fresno State, 360 passing. What do you think the Trojans are going to do? They held the same team in Fresno State to 100 yards less of passing, and they smoked them on the ground. So now you have Caleb Williams, who's definitely able to throw all over this Oregon State team, and you want to apply a run game, I 
man, I hate to say it. I think I like USC here for like all that talk preseason that we had about them being a national title contender. I'm starting to believe that that could actually be true. And USC, when you have a team that has the passing game and you have a great running back unit, Travis Dye, back-to-back 100-yard rushing games, Austin Jones utilized as a passing back. That is a threat of an offense. So even if Oregon State can put up some points, I like USC to put up more. Uh, well, what about Oregon? Uh, they've got a road test. Big win last week. Not many people were were on the Ducks, but uh, now the Ducks are on the road getting some respect. The line is six and a half at Wazoo. I am on. This is my upset of the week. I'm on Washington State at home grabbing the points, grabbing the money line, plus 190, because Oregon, yeah, is getting a lot of love. Bo Nix all of a sudden looks really good. He looked really good playing at home, and I don't know if people pay attention to quarterback splits, but I have been a complete fade of Bo Nix when he's traveling on the road when he was with Auburn. Potentially, he could still be a fade Bo Nix on the road here because, I I mean, it's kind of misleading because they did play Georgia and then they played BYU, but, I mean, he has two touchdown in your two touchdown passes at home and he has no touchdown passes two interceptions went on the road so definitely the opposition could be a factor but i'm i need bonix to prove it to me first like if you're behind center prove to me that you can play outside of your home stadiums and then i'm gonna believe you but washington state defense this is gonna be the big caveat for me is that they are top six they're top 10 in sacks in the fbs Eighth in team sacks percentage, 14 combined sacks. You have a linebacker in Dayon Hanley who leads with leads the team with four. So now you want to give me Bonix, who's typically throughout his college career, not a good quarterback when traveling, getting quarterback pressure. I love me some Washington State at home. Love it. I was actually looking at uh, Wazoo 60 to one in the Pac-12. Since we're talking about the Pac-12, are you buying into the Michael Penix hype? Um, would you bet on him for Heisman or even just Washington? Are they live in the Pac-12? Okay. So when you're talking about Heisman candidates, you always have to look at who have you played. I'm sorry, but who has Michael Penix played? <laughs> 10 touchdowns, one interception. That's a great stat line, but against what teams? You played a MAC team in Kent State with an entirely new parts from last year of an FCS school, and then you played Michigan State, who did people forget that was dead last in the FBS last year for passing defense? I am not at all impressed with what he's do. He's had a really good schedule in the first few games. Prove it to me first against a good defense, and then we can get talking. All right, Pam, we are an uh, we're an NC State uh, show here. We were on them before the season. We like this team. It hasn't been as great as I want it to be, but they get the game next week against Clemson. Before that, we get Clemson and Wake this weekend. Wake with their quarterback back, their home dogs to Clemson. What do you think on this one? It, can Wake keep this interesting, or is this a Clemson game all the way? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
you know, I, I'm a big Sam Hartman fan, and so I would like to see them do well, but I do lean here towards Clemson. I like the number at seven. I don't like it with the hook at seven and a half. Clemson won last year, 48 to 27. Wake Forest, Sam Hartman had three turnovers in that game. He still threw for over 300 yards passing, but that was at Clemson. This is a home game. Potentially, he could be different, but so far, he hasn't shown me that he is going to be holding on to the ball a little better this time around. The problem with them is that the Tigers are fifteen, top 15 right now in takeaways. And who has Wake Forest played? Vanderbilt and Liberty. And Hartman threw two interceptions in a one-point win over Liberty. Clemson is going to be a much tougher defense. So I like Clemson to get the win, get the cover. Um I'm more inclined to lean to the under this time around because I do believe that the Clemson defense is going to just keep Hartman in check. I don't feel strong Notre about Dame this, but that's where I'm leaning yeah. to. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see in that conference because uh, Notre Dame's going to uh, North Carolina. I was surprised with the opening number for Notre Dame to open as the favorite. The market corrected it. Now the Tar Heels are slight favorites, minus one and a half. Total come down makes perfect sense because the Irish can't score. But uh, any read on this game? <laughs> Notre Dame is a team that I want nothing to do with as a as a favorite, mm -hmm. as a pick them, as a anything. This offense is just absolutely right. disgusting. Tyler Buckner, Drew Pine. I know y'all are someone. One of y'all is is a Irish fan. I'm sorry, but I mean the combined between these two quarterbacks, sixty percent completion, three three touchdowns, three interceptions, seven sacks, one hundred and tenth in total offense. This offensive line is suspect at best. This defense. What happened to the defense? This was supposed to be the strength of the team. It always has been. So this is why you tend to look to Notre Dame in spots because all right, if the offense is lacking, we know that the defense can kind of pick up its lack, create some of those turnovers, create some of those plays similar to that of Iowa, but with a much better offense. Well, they don't have that even this year. Um, this is a defense that has like, hey, I'm trying to search for it. What happened to it? So they looked good in week one. I'm confused by that now. <laughs> and so if I'm confused mm -hmm. about a team, I'd rather just lay off. I know you mentioned Washington State as an underdog that you like. Any other dogs that you'll be on this week that you're really high on that we haven't touched on? Oh man, other than Kansas State, that would be my only other dog for right now, but yes! I would say for a <laughs> for a favorite, um I don't really bet favorites. First off, I don't like to bet nice. favorites. I like to bet underdogs because underdogs, you can kind of always guarantee that they're there out until the end. They want to get in that last minute field goal, last minute score. Favorites can kind of let their foot off the gas. But for this week, I do like the Kansas Jayhawks getting minus seven at home to Duke. Um, do we not forget how terrible Duke was last year? 0-5 straight up, 0-5 <laughs> against the spread on the road. Duke lost by an average of 30 points, outscored 210 to 59. I mean, this Kansas offense, they made defenses look they silly. <laughs> you have Jalen Daniels, who has been a fantastic quarterback with one of the best coaches right now in Lance Leipold. This offense is humming. I have more you have more of a proven situation with the Kansas offense than you do with a Duke defense traveling on the road against and having played some suspect teams here early on. So I love the Jayhawks to continue their run and go start the season out. Great stuff, Pam. You know, we always appreciate you hopping on. We'll check out your work, Yahoo Sports. We'll go talk again soon. Pam Maldonado on the guest line there talking college football as we head towards week four. And check out Pam, of course, stack of stats 
podcast. We got a lot to do the rest of this show. We got a couple games we haven't hit on yet across the NFL week number three. We'll do some props. Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider. And about, what, about less than an hour from now, we have lightning bets, and we have to have ourselves a discussion on Survivor. We have to finalize our pick for Survivor. I, I feel like we're in a good place with Survivor. I feel like we have a, a good feeling on where we're going to go, I think. Oh, I'm glad you do, because this week sucks. It's terrible. But you I don't have one point spread that's over a touchdown. I know, but I feel like we have a good feel on it, even if, even if there's not many yeah. great options to choose from. And Joe and Paul will uh, dive into their picks for the contest all coming up on the Becky Wall Network.